Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can get this in your ears anytime during the week. Anywhere you get podcasts, just search Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing. We are sitting down today to talk to Martha Woodward, one of my oldest friends in the home service industry. She's the founder of Quality Driven Software, and she is a pay for performance expert. And so a lot of the feedback we got from the episode we did with my friend Cameron Cosney, who implemented pay for performance was like, I want to know more about how to do this and, and kind of get into some of those details. And so I knew Martha was the perfect person to reach out to, to talk about that. So Martha, thanks so much for coming on the show. You are welcome. And yes, we go way back to both of our service autopilot days. Let's just kind of dive in with the the why, I think, is the best place to start here. Why did you start exploring pay-for-performance? Why should people implement it in their business? I started pay-for-performance because things were out of control with my employees. And I just was, I came from a different industry, and I was actually a manager in that industry, but it was a much different industry as far as leading employees. And so about mm, four years or so into my maid service, I knew I had to find a better way. And I'll be quite honest, I had some friends that were doing variations of pay for performance. And so that's what sparked the idea. But I'll tell you, I here's what really made me go that direction. I had employees that I knew I, I hardly had to put a thumb on and manage. They were doing a great job with quality. I had very few problems with their attendance. You know, they had great attitude, all of those things. And then I had, you know, kind of my problem children. And I, I was just wrestling with, I don't like that I have kind of these two groups of employees, but they're getting essentially the same pay and benefits. That's, mm -hmm. I didn't like that feeling for either side. <laughs> You know, I wanted my definitely. I wanted my best employees to be recognized, and I'm sure they felt like, you know, I she'll just put up with anybody, and I'm busting my butt and getting the same amount of money, etc. So that's yeah. what sparked it. Yeah, I know that demoralizing feel from the employee side where you're like, I know that I'm getting paid the same as this person who, you know, I'm helping pull their weight. Right. So I know that demoralizing feeling. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about implementation. Cause I think a lot of guys in the lawn care space base their P for P model on output. Uh -huh. Um, that is like an efficiency score. Right. But I know yeah. because you're the, the founder of QDS that, that you're looking at a little bit deeper. And this was just to give a little backstory here. 
I was talking to my dad recently. He's been in management of like large scale dry cleaning operations yeah. for mm-hmm. a long time. And he had listened to, he's listening now. Hi dad. He, Hi, he was listening to the P4P episode that we did and was telling me how like they implemented that a long time ago. And it's based on your like piece rate of how many mm-hmm. pieces you process through and that it makes it where you're no longer having to manage for efficiency because the employees are self-regulating Absolutely. Right. So then you are, you're taking away all of that and you get to refocus your management efforts on quality. And I Mm -hmm. was like, the moment he said that I was like, that's what Martha does. Mm -hmm. Um, so can we talk a little bit about like how you are measuring quality for people? Sure. And, and your dad's absolutely right. You know, When I talk to people, I talk to them about imagine yourself at on a road that forks and, you know, you're staring at the two directions and I guess potentially there could be three. But anyway, you're standing there as an employee and you have to the right where you can excel, you can hit the benchmarks that have been set, you know what the benchmarks are, you know what your performance is, and so you know if you're winning or not. And then to the left is you're below the benchmarks for even staying in the company in good standing, and Mm -hmm. you're going down that road. So that's the beauty of giving employees choices. And if you set it up correctly and like all the targets are known, then, you know, I, it's also the nice thing about when people do get let go. I just know that they had choices, you know, they, yeah. They made those choices and decided to go down that road. And so there's very little guilt. But yeah, so we, I've done all kinds of pay. So I've done hourly, I've done commission, I've done piece rate, and they all have their advantages and disadvantages. But, you know, When you do commission or production bonus pay, any of those things where you're incentivizing people to finish early, which I am absolutely for, there's no reason if you're efficient that you should be penalized for that, but Mm -hmm. you have to balance it with some minimum quality standards. So when I set up our, and I use pay for performance loosely because good grief, we do, you know, we had like basically pay for performance, paid days off, different benefits, different, you know, all kinds of things. But in true pay for performance form, when they hit their production threshold for that bonus, then they had to also say, yes, my quality score is above this level. So 
Needless to say, I use Quality Driven, which is just a one-question survey that, like, when you complete a job, you know, there's all kinds of ways you can automate it. But when that job is completed, then that one-question survey comes back. And we worked very hard to train our clients that that was just part of doing business with them. And... I know what the audience is thinking. I know what the clients are thinking when we tell them that, but I always could spin it and say, the reason you're going to want to fill out this survey is because we're a pay for performance company. It's based on client satisfaction. And all we need to hear from you is basically, you know, a thumbs up, thumbs down. (laughs) How are things going? takes you 30 seconds and I can guarantee you're going to get better service because with that feedback and being able to watch client satisfaction, we can take care of any problems on the back end. And, you know, and I would describe it to them as, you know how service will start out great and then go downhill. Well, that isn't going to be us because yeah, we can watch things like score drops. So we would follow up. Like if somebody gave us an excellent all the time, but now they're giving us a good, well, something happened. And also that's the subtle, that's that subtle client that's going to quit on you with no notice because they don't want to complain. They don't want to be a bother or get anybody in trouble but something happened and when we see those score drops then we'll do follow-up so and you know it can be it's easy you it can be a little email template that you have saved and you say hey mrs smith notice that you always give us an excellent but this time you gave us a good could you you know could you give us a little bit of information about what went differently and we're going to try to correct that, you know, or whatever, but yeah, it's just so easy and talk about, you know, I mean, when a client is worth $2,500, $3,000, I'm not sure in landscape term or, you know, lawn care terms. Well, um, I mean, why would you not watch that stuff? Yeah. So, Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about getting employee buy-in because I think that in addition to getting client buy-in, which you are excellent at, you're also really good at crafting incentives for employees and and figuring out what, what gets them to care about this system beyond even just like that it increases their hourly rate. You do a really good job of, like you said earlier, you know, there's pay for performance that earns you PTO, earns you various other things. Can you talk about some of those incentives? Well, for one thing, if you have the right employees, they're going to like P for P. You know, the people who don't like P P for P are the people who want to coast quite frankly. And they're the people who just do the bare minimum or even less, but they just don't get fired because they're at a place that keeps 
warm bodies. And, and here's the thing with that whole system is that I totally get the labor shortage and I, I absolutely understand that, but it's like a hamster wheel because if you are keeping these people who really shouldn't be there, then eventually your best employees are going to get sick of that. And, you know, cause they're thinking, I don't want to put up with this shit. I don't yeah. want to carry this person along and they'll only do it for so long. And yeah. so now I remember when I rolled it out and again, my, the people that were kind of my problem children, they didn't love it. And they were not know, excited and, in the meeting. <laughs> and I, I think at first they were excited and then they started getting the feedback and were like, Oh, well, you know, it's highlighting what, what yeah. we were already dealing with in the office, you know, but, yeah. and you know, what's funny. I remember this girl, she was kind of one of my, my employee. I, I actually liked her, but she did get more complaints and, you know, she was always a little bit of trouble, but she, but, but she was likable. But anyway, I remember when we first started surveying and I sat down with her and I was like, so how do you, how do you like this system? And we were tracking it before, actually we were tracking it. And then we were putting up, like we were printing off the scores. We were doing everything in Google sheets and, and so everything was behind the scenes and then we were showing them like the scores and with this system, they get to see it firsthand. They can log in and they can yeah. see it. And so I said, how are you liking the feedback and everything? And I knew she didn't have the best feedback and she goes, she goes, Oh, I love it. And I go, you know, it was kind of like, really? And she said, yeah, because now I know it's real. And I laughed mm. at her and I said, so did you think we were just making that up? <laughs> and, and she goes, well, I didn't know. I thought you were just picking on me. But it's a perfect example of she had made up a story in her head because she actually had potential to, you know, move the needle. But she was making up a story in her head that for whatever reason, we were going to pick on her. And that we were like either manufacturing or, or we were leaving out everybody else's comments and only putting hers out there. So mm -hmm. transparency is huge. You know, transparency is huge. And I'll say one more thing about that. So when I rolled out the earned paid days off, I will never forget like my best employee when I rolled that out. She was ticked. She was mad. And so she was just convinced that she was going to have less. Like I was taking away paid days off because what I had done previously is you get to a year 
then you get five days off and you get to three years and you get 10 and whatever, which is in the service industry, you know, fairly standard. Well, when I went to earn PTO, what I did was for X number of PTO, I mean, for X number of excellent customer ratings, and I'm not talking, you know, like Google reviews, I'm talking about, you know, the survey feedback. That goes out after every job. That goes out after every job. When you got, and for us, it was 50 excellent ratings, then that equaled a PTO day. Well, Mm She was so mad and I I was I thought I was going to lose her actually and I said I will guarantee you that you will not lose days but I really think that you're going you know cuz you can kind of study what data you have so far when and you yeah. do need to study the data so you can figure out what your numbers are but Anyway, I said, I really feel like you're going to get a lot more. Well, she got double. And the thing about it is I was absolutely happy to give her double because if you think about it, the more people you have running around thinking the service is excellent, like I barely had to market. And whoa, whoa, whoa. I, we, we don't, we don't say that on, on this show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We, but, we talk about the, the power of branding and that it makes your marketing dollar go further absolutely. because People you're picking low hanging fruit. You. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but I, and then she turned out to be my biggest advocate when we'd have somebody new and, and, you know, And the thing about pay for performance is it's also a real opportunity for like not only rewarding the employee, but recognizing them. So Mm -hmm. we made a big deal out of every time somebody earned another PTO day, we made a big deal of posting it. And then we'd be like, you know, you've earned 12 PTO days this year or whatever. We kind of had a formula for that. And you know, same for the, like, nothing was hidden. Everybody had, I mean, we, career ladders around here somewhere, but everybody had, knew what their pay scales were. And then every person had the same possibility to earn these bonuses. So there's absolutely no favoritism. It's, you know, anyone in those roles are eligible and it's, you know, it's up to you. And so you really are, instead of the office having to nag an employee all the time, it's what goes back to what your dad said. Instead of us having to say, okay, now you're going to Mrs. Smith's house today. Don't forget. She doesn't like for you to do blah, 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 blah. And that's how we used to spend all our days is, you know, running through and and us being their job notes, you know, which is ridiculous because it's in the job notes. And so yeah. when they have the incentive to care about what the client is going to score them, it does change 
if they take the responsibility to actually read those notes. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a win-win, but I will say this, you can't have a toxic culture and expect pay mm -hmm. for performance to fix everything. Yeah. So it's, it, it, so imagine a culture where, you know, your supervisors berate you or yell at you or, you know, are constantly like with a thumb on you. And then voila, you got, I don't know, you know, 75 more dollars on your paycheck. That's not going to change the, I mean, it helps, but it's not the solution to all your problems. Yeah. It's just a piece if, of Yeah, if money is the only thing keeping people around, they're eventually going to find something that pays a dollar more an hour and they'll right. get out. Right, um, right. You want them like so happy with where they're at that they're not even looking for that extra dollar. Exactly. Um, because they're happy. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I mentioned earlier, you have... With paper performance, you really do have the opportunity to use it as a big piece of bragging on the employee. Because if you think about it, when people hit their performance goals, then you can make that into a self-esteem thing. You know, you can be building somebody's self-esteem by publicly celebrating that and we would have monthly staff meetings and, you know, I had a, a definite agenda to those staff meetings. And then part of the agenda was to do brag sessions. And so we would talk about how many PTO days were earned. Um, sometimes we were passing out certain bonuses in the meeting because here's the thing about doing it celebrating this stuff in public, even if they've received the money earlier, when you do it in public, you've got two things going on. You've got, you, you know, the people who didn't earn the money that are sitting there thinking, you know, oh man, okay, so I'm going to do what Alicia does and I'm going to really watch, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's, Yes, so they can get the money, but also so they get the recognition. Or you have on the converse side, which it happened. They, like I remember somebody that was pretty new to the company that got through training because only about 50% got through our training. And when they when she got through training, she came up to me and she was like, this isn't fair. This is not fair the way that you do things. And I've got hard clients that are so picky and blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. And I kind of smiled and I said, well, I don't know. I mean, we've been doing this about five years and it works really well. And I said, so you would say that Mrs. So-and-so isn't pretty picky, you know, and I could name mm -hmm. off some people and I'd say, and then my answer was, you know, you're right. It's not for everyone. I can understand if this isn't, 
you know, really what you thought the job would be about. Of course, we talked about it mm -hmm. a lot in an interview, but I just say, yeah, you know, I mean, basically, yeah, that's the way we do things. And yeah, yeah. if you don't like it, then you've got choices too. So, and I should mention, you know, you talked about that you felt that way from the employee side. So in our job ad, we would write, you know, tired of being in a job where you feel like you're doing all the work and not appreciated. You know, we had verbiage mm -hmm. in our job ad that we were speaking directly to those people who were hard, you know, hard workers, motivated, you know, all those things. And we were writing our job out around that subset of people that we wanted. And, yeah. you know, we would, that's how we could attract them. And like, you know, we gave PTO days. So we were, how many, how many paid days off did you earn this year? Or how many paid days off did you get this year? And then mm -hmm. we'd say at our company, you can start earning paid days off from the first day of employment. And this is what our employees average per year. So you, you know, I love pay for performance for a whole lot of reasons, but man, in your job ad, you can absolutely be speaking to who you want. Yeah. That's, I want to plug another video we did on the channel. We'll have notes in the description here, but we've talked about this for hiring mm -hmm. is that, you know, your hiring ad should not be, you know, a laundry list of every way a previous employee has hurt you. I feel like I see that a lot in lawn care in particular is like, you know, don't apply if you don't intend to show up every day on time and <laughs> put in 12 hours of, you know, like all of this stuff that's like, why would I want to work for you? You clearly like you've run off other employees. So we try to think about like having a marketing mindset, a sales mindset going into your hiring ad. And if you've implemented a system like pay for performance, and you have buy-in from your employees, you only want applicants who are going to buy into that system at least enough to come in and see what it looks like. Right. So if you're, you're doing this and it has all of these benefits for employees, spell that out in the job interview and get them in the door with the benefits that are working for your current team. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll even go a step further to say I was a big believer, like, you know, I talked about transparency, but you came when we were in our old, like, crappy office. And but I still had all my posters up. And I would have the, just these foam boards that you get printed for about $15 a piece, you know, on Vistaprint or wherever. But I had those all over the walls in our office. And it would say things like production bonus. And then it would say the requirements and how much it was. TO days earned, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had all of those things, all of the basically reward systems that we had available on our walls. And mm -hmm. One, it was to be transparent and remind our employees what they were eligible for. And by the way, we made them track their own bonus. You know, they, they had to do their own pay for performance tracking. But 
it reminded them of the programs that we had, but it was as much for when somebody came in to interview, if we, if we liked them in the interview, then we added on a little office tour and we did not say anything about, you know, Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. We acted very, you know, matter of fact about it, but we had like our kind of dream manager section where they, people had set up their, their goals. We had all of these, you know, bonus opportunities up on the wall and different things just to give them a sense of what we're about. And it mm -hmm. was kind of that final recruiting piece of what we did. And I liked that just because if you've got a great candidate, they probably have some choices, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. and they're probably looking for more than just the money, you know, and I, I felt like that gave them a glimpse into what our culture was about as well. Yeah. I, on the, the more than the money front, you know, I have a lot of friends that I went to school with that work, you know, very demanding software jobs. And it's like, yeah, the money's great, but you know, your PTO seems like it's always getting denied. Like, you yeah. know, all of this stuff that's like, well, you have these, you know, this great pay, but then when are you going to like do anything with it? Yeah. Like you're working, 12 hours a day, you're picking up the phone on the weekends, like all of this stuff that's like, if it's just about the money and the culture is not there to back it up, then like, what's the, what's the point? You don't have any time to do anything with it. You have yeah. people who are just biding their time until they get whatever amount saved or whatever it is. And then they're going to jump ship because you don't have a PTO policy. Right. So like, they're just going to leave. And I think lawn care guys get stuck in this trap of like, well, they'll, They'll take time off in, in the off season when I, you know, send them on unemployment. That's mm -hmm. not, not sustainable. Like your business needs to exist year round and yeah. have ways to keep people on year round, or you're going to always be stuck in this cycle and any new cool system you introduce like pay for performance. If you don't have the calendar of services to keep people on year round, you're not going to be able to build a team over time the way that we're yeah. talking about here. So yeah. F figure that out and then introduce cool systems that keep people around. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and there's lots of ways to work around that. I mean, you can always have, and it depends on the size of your company, of course, but you can always have kind of a bench seat that, you know, somebody that can fill in for you. Maybe the trainer that's part of their job responsibilities is that they can fill in, but you're right. You know, you're right, Cody. I mean, you can absolutely say in the interview, okay, you know, this is the time that you'll need to take your vacation. But I always ask, do you have a time of the year that you know you need off? Like that you know your family needs off? And a lot of times their answer was, Vacation, what vacation? Because remember, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. coming from a job that, you know, didn't, I mean, if I had to work a week, I mean, a year somewhere to get a five days of vacation, I'd die. <laughs> you know? yeah. But you can plan ahead for it. And, you know, at least for me, 
even if I had to take a little bit of a hit and even if it was a little difficult to swing it, you've got to show the employees that you have your, their back and that, you know, you can't expect them to produce, produce, produce with this high quality and then turn around in the same breath and say, yeah, I know that, you know, you work your butt off and you do great work, but you know what? I just can't give you that time off. I I understand there's times where that is absolutely the answer because maybe, you know, two other people have taken off, but you can't do that over and over. Yeah. I feel like, especially with the, the, the people younger than me coming into the workforce now, like Mm -hmm. I see this whole culture online of like, I, you know, PTO is not a request. I'm letting you know, I'm not going to be here. Absolutely. If you deny it, there's a labor shortage right now. I'll just go work somewhere else. Cause like, even with all of the like layoffs and software or whatever that are happening right now, you know, the service industry is still going and still hungry for employees. If, if you don't treat your people well, they'll go find someone that will treat them well. Right. Right. You know, my thing was if my employees gave me plenty of notice, then I was going to do my absolute best to make that happen. I mean, yeah. rarely did I not make it happen, even if it was really tough. If I had to make something happen for the employees, then I'm telling my office staff, all right, who skips frequently on us? Who is maybe not paying? You know, who are we basically losing money to. And, and that was, that was really only a couple of senior people that I had, but I, yeah. you know, I might have to call Mrs. Smith and say, we really need to give her that time off and such and such. But you start looking, you know, I, I have known to pumpkin plan just for being able to grant some time off. You can make it happen. I did try to keep some, we would try to keep at least one as needed employee. Now that I can understand how that would not work very well with lawn care. You would, you, so there's definitely females, which is primarily what we employed. There were definitely like stay at home moms that only wanted to work now and then. And it was for spending money. So it was easier for us to get those people. But I still say there's a way to make it happen. And you can have that, you know, you can have a person that you train to do some quality checks or something, but they're also your fill-in person, you know? So Mm -hmm. there's ways to make it happen. And you're right. You can't, they're just not going to stay with you if you don't let them have the benefits that you promised. It's like, oh, here's this great, these great benefits. Oh, I was just kidding. (laughs) You know, that's not convenient for me. And one other thing I'll say though, for that earned paid time off. And of course you'd have to check your states and know your labor laws. But I was in Oklahoma and it was absolutely allowed, but they earned them one at a time. So it was kind of nice for cash flow and et cetera that they, and coverage 
that they usually took them one or two at a time. But mm, when I yeah. would grant them a week at a time, I mean, it was almost like <laughs> it's in your bank account. We're going to go spend it, you know? Yeah. So, and that really, so when we did the awarding a week at a year employment, there was a time where I, I made that switch to the earned PTO because it was back in the day where you had to handwrite a check that your the payroll check. So mm -hmm. it was a while ago, but I mean, a while ago, like, I don't know, 2010 ish. And yeah. so anyway, I, I was handwriting that check and I had two people that hit their one year mark about the same time. Now, one of them in today's world, I probably wouldn't have kept, but I had this one employee who did barely enough to stay employed. I had, she took a week off. I wrote her her check and I was gritting my teeth the whole time because I was just mad about having to pay her for that week off mm -hmm. because I didn't feel, I, I felt like it wasn't a give and take between us. It was more of her take than me, yeah. you know? And then the other employee was a superstar. She was, she did great. And so when I was writing her check, I was thinking, poor Alicia, you know, she's getting the same amount of time off as this person. And that's not right. You know? Yeah. So it was probably a good thing that I had to physically do that. And I actually was very happy for Felicia and I was not happy writing this other one. So that's kind of when I had mm -hmm. the mindset, if I'm ever bitter about a reward or a, you know, whatever is earned, then something's not set up correctly. Yeah. Because if you're doing it right, and that's what I think is the beauty of pay for performance is I feel good about it because the way that I have those conditions set up, it's a win for them and it's a win for me, you know? So, and, and then it takes that obligatory, I owe them this off your plate because you don't, you know, other than a base wage, you don't owe them anything. They get to, it's like a menu. You get to pick and choose mm -hmm. based on what you're willing to do to get it. Yeah. And it has to be attainable. I mean, there again, mm -hmm. that would be like saying, oh, you get this much vacation and then not really. If you put pay for performance in place, but your thresholds, nobody's meeting, then believe me, your pay for performance program is non-existent and nobody's going to strive for it because it, and in fact, it does the opposite. It like, it feels very punishing, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like you dangle this here, but there's no way that you can meet, you know, a human being is going to meet that. So. Yeah. I think what I talked about with Cameron was kind of the, importance of having some immediate impact that they yeah. can make that's like you know hitting their efficiency target gets uh -huh. them a pay increase and then what we're talking about 
is kind of having those mid-range and long-term goals where you're able to earn some PTO. And that's going to take, you know, I imagine several weeks of doing, you know, quality work, getting those 50 five-star ratings. Yeah. Is going to take you, you know, a few weeks, a couple months to earn. And then we need even longer term things. And I know that you're really big on, we'll have you back in the future to talk about like giving people a like mobility through the company where they have a path that they can follow to be promoted and all of that. Martha, where can people follow you online if they want to to hear some more of your thoughts? So I'm part of a podcast called Fight Club and Fight Club for number four business. And so every week we talk about that stuff. And then on Facebook, you'll find me Martha Woodward and Mm -hmm. I've got my personal page and my business page and of course quality driven. So yeah, I, I talk to people about this stuff all the time and I, and I still love it. <laughs> you know, I'm not burnt out <laughs> yeah. on it yet. I really do because it's kind of like, a, it's a, it is like a game. It is like a game figuring out it's, you know, I, I, kind of envision a board game and you're figuring out, like you say, how people can win and that they can win pretty quickly so that they want to keep moving to that next Mm -hmm. step. So, and gamification is what it's about these days. So I joke, I'm like a millennial in my mind not my age, but in my mind. <laughs> so I, I like all of that stuff too. Yeah. Well, so. thank you so much for coming on the thank show. You. We will have links to Fight Club for Business, Martha's page, and Quality Driven Software in the description wherever you are listening or watching this. Martha, thanks so much for coming on. Thank it's so you. good to see you. Yeah. Good to catch up. <laughs>